Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Ben Staines from Generosity Church. They've got a whole bunch of uh, campuses around Australia. We're going to hear a bit more about them real soon. But let's find out a bit of uh, bit of your story, mate. Tell us whereabouts were you born and raised. Yeah, look, I was actually uh, born and grew up in Campbelltown in uh, the dark western Sydney. Uh, I was probably about seven or eight and moved to with my mum and dad to a little place in uh, rural New South Central West, New South Wales, called Cowra, mm-hmm. and lived there for about 15, 16 years. So I would, I would call myself... Uh, from Cowra, uh, did all my school, or the bulk of my schooling there, and uh, yeah, so I call myself a uh, from Cowra. Good to hear, mate. And did you have like a religious upbringing at all? Uh, look, my parents uh, were uh, committed Christians. My, they weren't pastors. They were committed Christians. It was back in the day where you'd you'd go to uh, three church services a week, so we would uh, religiously do that and be a part of that. It was part of a small. Pentecostal um, organisation, uh, which is now uh, folded or and or morphed into the ACC, become part of the ACC movement. Uh, but yeah, certainly grew up in a, in a, uh, a solid Christian home. Uh, Mum and dad both Christians, and I'm the oldest of six kids, five boys and one girl. And uh, we really uh, had a really strong conviction and commitment to the local church. Good to hear, mate. And did you always follow the Lord, or did you have some time away from the Lord? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, early, early teenage years, um, you know, and I guess typical of a, of a of unfortunately, of probably too many growing up in the church had their double life where you'd sneak out at night and go to parties and all that sort of thing. Still at school and still said and did the right things at church and, and um, so on. But it's probably about 16, 17 where I, re- where I actually realized that I had to make a choice either way. I was nearing the end of my schooling. And uh, so probably, uh, probably, I guess, two or three years are really hot and cold. Um, but, uh, yeah, as I said, 16, 17, really, I knew I had to make a decision as I was finishing school either way uh, that I couldn't live a double life. And, um, praise God, I made a decision to really put God first. And I don't think it was a date uh, in that sense. You know, it's, I know some, a lot of people have a, have a date or a, or a moment in time, but I... I just recognised that over time I, I needed to make a decision to put God first, and uh, uh, I guess uh, here we are. And tell us a bit about your uh, career. What kind of work did you do before you were a pastor? Yeah, sure. I've got a, uh, a business background, so had a few businesses. Um, I've, we've owned a, a real estate office. So we've owned a concrete spraying business, owned an internet business. I've done a little bit of real estate development, and uh, you know, and I've worked as an office manager in different roles. I lived in Coffs Harbour uh, for five years, and in that time I got my real estate licence, uh, worked in the uh, steel fabrication industry as well as uh, medical uh, for about 12 months, but uh, got my real estate licence there, and then in time uh, we moved to a little place called Narromine, which really began the, the pastoring or ministry journey for us, really, 
and uh, we we opened up in time and office down there. So uh, I've been in employment, um, been unemployed, and uh, been uh, we, we've been business owners, my wife and I. Good to hear, mate. And tell us a bit about how you got into ministry. Yeah, look, uh, we were uh, towards the end of 2003. We were living in living in Coffs Harbour, a beautiful part of the world, uh, but really felt a uh, a real call to go plant a church. And we approached our church leadership at the time, and uh, and they said, look, and we wanted to plant a church in Newcastle, actually. And so we approached them, and they said, well, look, there's a there's a small church in our particular movement that needs a bit of help. Could you move there for three or six months? and uh, help that church out, get it back on its feet, and then look to uh, move to Newcastle. So we, we moved there in the beginning of 2004. My wife was uh, pregnant, uh, seven months pregnant, I think, with our first child. And uh, so there was, a, there was a fair bit of change personally, but certainly geographically as well. So we moved there, and uh, we were familiar with the church, but had never lived there before. And uh, so we that was our first um, deployment, I guess. We... Uh, we're, we're looking for work, but I, uh, we start, ended up starting a couple of businesses there, and um, yeah, and, and then you know we took we took that church on, and uh, we ended up we were asked to go there for three to six months. We ended up being there for I think it was thirteen years. Oh, wow! Uh, and uh, really, I think early on, in, uh, part of our story was early on that we we felt God really put in our heart that we we had to have a vision wider than narrow mind. Uh, Narromine's a little uh, rural community about 25, 30 minutes drive from Dubbo and, um, you know, it's got its own unique challenges. We really uh, enjoyed living there. We, uh, our, our four children uh, were born there and raised uh, there and, uh, you know, over time God really put our heart to have a church that was uh, wider and, and greater than just the Narromine uh, community and then, and I guess God just started to reveal himself in unique ways and we really uh, continued to, to see God. Uh, around that also, and uh, you know, and 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 it plays into where we're up to at the moment. Tell us a bit about Generosity Church. So it's got—is it got eleven campuses? Is that how many you're up to now? Uh, yeah, we've got, we're in eleven locations, and uh, I work and and and, uh, and we've I guess reached that with with a, a different each each unique each location has its own unique story. So we began in Narromine. And, uh, you know, and we took that church on and then we planted a church in Parks, about an hour from Narromine. And then we took on a church. Uh, we were asked to take on a church and the responsibility of it. We, at that point, we moved into the ACC movement and uh, we took on a church in uh, Dubbo. Uh, and then, uh, and then over time, uh, we, where we are today, we, uh, we plant, we planted a church in Forbes. We planted a church in Bathurst. We planted a church in Kayama. Uh, we planted a church in Wagga, which is where we are now. And uh, but we also in that in that over that period of time, we we took on a, a church in Coffs Harbour and Port Macquarie, and um, yeah, here we are in Tamora as well and Cobar. So right. it's a mix of existing churches that uh, we we took on, and and also uh, some that we planted as well. So around three years ago, my wife and I we we uh, moved our family from Narromine to Wagga. And uh, we planted a church uh, here in Wagga, which has been going for a little bit over two years now as well. So that's, I guess, a, a bit of a short headline part of our story. 
Well, it's so good to see so many thriving churches that are reaching our local communities. And I've had the privilege of preaching at the Coffs Harbour one with my good buddy uh, Darren and Shelley Gray went to school with them. So uh, I've I've seen one of your churches, but I've I've seen the one at Dubbo and I've I've driven past a few around the place uh, in some of these locations. Uh, It's a great idea to have... Uh, you know, many different churches, and, and they're all, they've all got their own lead pastor at, at each uh, location, but you oversee them all. Do, do you sometimes live stream your message to them? Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, look, we, we, we found that, um, that, that technology is really given us a really good platform or lever to uh, really build that connection. Uh, it, it's horrible when it doesn't work, but when it works, which we've, we're always tweaking and, and and they're getting hopefully getting better. Um, we won't look at on, on the journey, but we we live stream it. And one of the advantages uh, with it is that uh, with live stream, we, we we have we have weekly meetings that we live stream or Google Hangout or some people might know more as Skype. So we have weekly meetings that as a team we we meet and that, and they those meetings look a little bit different week in week out. But also if we get a guest communicator in or guest speaker in. Uh, you know, and, and particularly if you'll find in a lot of regional rural centres that um, whether it's, uh, it's sometimes it's difficult to book them in because of affordability or transport options, but with live stream we can we can get someone uh, in and, and they can actually preach and minister to uh, you know eleven different locations at the one point of time. So your cost is spread, uh, the, the same message is spread. And uh, you can just be maybe a real a, a real blessing to someone in a say a, a, a remote community, for example, like Cobar, uh, where you know normally they, they may not get someone who's particularly gifted with, with a with a unique ministry set or gift set. Well, it's such a great story of uh, how God is reaching out in a lot of these rural communities as well, and a lot of them have been affected uh, severely by the drought. Uh, how is your church responding to uh, th- this uh, massive problem? And I'm sure there's a lot of prayer going into it, hey? Yeah, look, there's a lot of prayer uh, and support uh, as well. I-, I think from a very practical way, we've, we've been able to uh, be a-, a more of a warehouse or channel uh, in helping those in, in, in certainly those far-flung uh, remote communities and-, and farmers. But there are some areas that are experiencing it uh, at a much tougher rate than others. Uh, like, for example, um, for a different reason, like our church out of Cobar, uh, it's, a, it, it's a town in a remote area, but it's got, it's got agriculture as part of its financial base, but mining as well. So just uh, so a lot of our congregation are, uh, work in the mines. And so it has two unique challenges with that. One is that you have a very transient community and therefore you've got a transient church. So you've got people who might come for six, nine, 12 months, some longer, some shorter. Um, and so building community can be tricky. Um, but also recently, one of the mines, for example, with, which Cobar is part of the flow on from the drought, they, I think they retrenched 130 workers, one, one employer, one mine in Cobar. That obviously has a flow on effect to the morale, uh, to, to the economy within Cobar. And so not only in Cobar, but uh, certainly Narromine and uh, and the Dubbo area. In the last 12 months or so, we've been able to be a channel. Uh, I, I think it's in excess of $80,000 through a mix of fuel vouchers, food vouchers, uh, different ways that we've been able to help uh, farmers and those who are struggling in different communities. 
We've had brilliant opportunities to pray for people, uh, great opportunities to share. It's been a real practical way, and, and our church has been blessed because in part we've uh, provided some of the resource, but actually a lot of the resources come from other churches uh, who might contact us randomly. Uh, within our own movement, ACCI Relief have been amazing in, in uh, channeling resource so that we've got boots on the ground, if you like, but maybe limited resource, but that's been increased exponentially because other churches have said, OK, well, look, uh, you know, feed a, feed a farmer's family with one program. Uh, we've been able to really minister to people too. And uh, so that's been a great opportunity and, and as we're in the grip of a really significant drought. Fantastic, mate. And I know you guys have also got a Generosity Church Academy, raising up the next generation. Tell us about that. Yeah, look, we, we uh, use the Alpha Crucius platform or Bible College um, uh, set up and structure. So we're, we're, we're really passionate about raising up people, you know, with a, with a love and, and a hunger for uh, the Word of God and what that can bring. Uh, but also historically, and, and I, I would say we're only at the beginnings of this course correction. I don't think we're anywhere near, um, uh, you know, fully there. But you find in in a lot of rural regional areas, you get a lot of uh, Christians who will go to the city to do, to do seminary or Bible college, and sadly you, you don't get them back. Very, very few come back. Because the dynamics are very different, the volume of people, uh, um, the, the skill set of people, it's just so different. The resource is different. So we're, we're tr- it's just one way that we're trying to really build that love for people in a rural, regional area, um, build healthy churches, connect with young people, um, you know, but have that real strong bi- biblical base. Um, because part of it is that, you, particularly, particularly those who want to go to Bible college, you use them, you, you lose them to the to, to city because it has greater resource and opportunity and, and history. But because you don't get them back, so you actually, in a sense, lose your best hungry, stirred up on fire people, but you don't get them back. Um, so we're, so we're, we're really uh, trying and always wrestling with ways that we can, uh, you know, because we have communities, I could name two or three communities uh, close to Wagga that, that have, that don't, that don't maybe have that, a contemporary style of church that's, that's growing, that's alive, that's passionate, that's reaching young people. So you've got a community, um, you know, that's maybe 6,000 people, 7,000 people with, with very few life-giving churches or expressions. And so we, we actually, we genuinely are staring down the barrel of skipping a generation of young people and people who have never heard the gospel. We're actually, because... Um, there's, there's very few life-giving, uh, you know, contemporary, relevant, you know, with it. But I'm not saying they're not biblically based. I'm not saying that at all. But uh, being able to reach those people, um, you know, we've got whole communities out here. Well, mate, it's so good to see that you're reaching the next generation and uh, in 11 different locations. Uh, so good to see. And I also um, just wanted to... Uh, just ask you a bit about the the name Generosity Church because because you know uh, you spelt it wrong. Did you know that? Or? <laughs> oh, you're the first person to know. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, well, look, it was a bit of a I guess a play on words, and it's probably a little bit ironic, uh, you know, because we're not in the city, we're in the we're in regional <laughs> rural areas as well. Uh, look, we uh, I'd like to give you some spiritual reason for it. That, you know, there were some gold tablets in a cave that we found, or something like that. that, that, that uh, push us towards it, but no, we just we were 
we had some changes in organisation and we were just seeking God about a, a name and, and when, you know, the, the team at the time uh, felt that it was the right one and, and we've gone with that. Um, but, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a mouthful to explain when you're spying it to someone, <laughs> particularly with email addresses and websites <laughs> and that. And, look, where there's an S, as you see. So, yeah, we... Yeah, but, um, yeah, we're reminded regularly that it is spelled wrong, so thanks for that. Awesome, mate, awesome. So it's Generosity, C-I-T-Y, Generosity. Yeah. If people want to look it up, it's generositychurch.com.au. Uh, yeah. Bathurst, Cobar, Coffs Harbour, Dubbo, Forbes, Kiama, Narromine, Parks, Port Macquarie, Tamora, and Wagga Wagga. Uh, yeah. Any plans for any new ones? Or is yeah, it- for sure. We're, we're probably just in a period now where we just want to re- uh, reinforce and stabilise what we have uh, with a view to plan... I- I, uh, you know, we, we, we really want to get back to planting. There's plenty of communities and, and, uh, and all, uh, just outside of all of our locations where I think we could plant another campus and a church. Um, same challenge as everyone else. You, you've got to have the right people with the, the call and gift set and, and ministry, uh, love and people and love for people. So that's always a challenge and there's always a, a challenge with resource. But, um, you know, God's been faithful now and he's not going to stop it. Well, good on you, Ben. Great to hear your story, and uh, we pray for the Lord's richest blessings on Generosity Church. They'll reach many more people for the gospel. Uh, ben, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it so much. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we appreciate all of your support. The vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus all over the world. If you've got a suggestion of someone we can interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.